0: good morning christian america today i want to get into a seemingly endless discussion uh on the validity or the opposition uh between science and religion and this idea a false idea in my opinion that both cannot exist simultaneously we've been told for a for a long time by a lot of people and you see this throughout numerous debate uh that science and religion essentially can exist right there can only be one it's it's like highlander in order for one to prosper the other must die and uh we see that on on both both sides of the argument between The scientists, the hard scientists and atheist scientists and the the hard line uh, religious and the hard line uh, religious uh, continue to push back against almost, you know, some against all science. Right. And I believe that this argument is a false argument. It's a it's a both sides are putting up a, a straw man argument. And uh, I think that what we're going to discuss today is the idea that not only can science and Christianity exist, but that they both build up one another, they build up each other's arguments rather than tear them down. Uh, And we'll go over a few examples uh, that I've you know, thought about recently, and obviously, I'm not the only one that has these uh, conversations uh, and discussions and thoughts. Many people have weighed in on various aspects uh, of this debate and of this argument. Um, but we're gonna go through a couple, a, a couple of ideas and a couple of scenarios, uh, some of which I've talked about before over the next few minutes, and hopefully, it'll give uh, everyone a, a better idea. Uh, and maybe introduce new thoughts into uh, your own lives and your own discussions that you can have, you know, uh, privately uh, in your household and with the uh, the ones that uh, that you love and the people in uh, in your communities uh, that you have a dialogue with. That maybe some of these ideas uh, which come up, uh, you can uh, we can we can better tool you into uh, and 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 having the 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 verbal tools and the intellectual tools to participate in the conversation uh not only participate in the conversation but hopefully excel in the conversation and the debate and uh at, at, at a bare minimum it'll give you something to think about going forward and um and 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 broaden your horizons on the idea of how science and uh, Christianity can co- can coexist and do coexist uh, into some things that uh, essentially make sense. So let's get into that today um, o- over the next few minutes. So good morning, Christian America. <laughs> So good morning, Christian America. Uh, We're not letting you off the hook very easy this morning. We're going to get into some some, uh, pretty hot and heavy topics on the opposition or proposed opposition between Christianity and science. Uh, But before we do that, uh, we always like to remind our supporters, uh, the, the Christian Americans out there, that if... Uh, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, to the Christian American cause, if you like the messages that we are pushing out uh, in a variety of different aspects, uh, we are currently out there on video, on audio, uh, we, and, and, and various forms of social media. Uh, you can watch us, like us, share us, and subscribe to us on, on uh, Anchor Podcasts, on YouTube, the Good Morning American Uh, Good Morning Christian America uh, YouTube channel, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, We're slowly building a brand and a community, um, and we we thank each and every one of you who are members and who are following us, who are liking us, who are sharing our content with your friends and your family, sharing our ideas with the community writ large. And we thank you. uh, We couldn't continue to grow if it's not for that support. If you want to continue to support, uh, we encourage you to go to christianamericantees.com. Uh, the weather we thought was uh, warming up to our chagrin. Old man winter has uh, has, has reared its uh, ugly head out again, and the weather is turning cold up here in the Northeast. So uh, luckily for you, christianamericantees.com still has... A long sleeve tees they have uh hoodies we have uh, sweatshirts and and tops uh that you can stay warm in uh for those of you that are are, are watching the video you can see i'm gonna i'm in a long sleeve christian american tee uh, you know the, the men tees are a little heavier weighted um they keep you a little bit warmer if you're gonna be outside for an extended period of time you're gonna want that warmth uh, they're comfortable, yet sturdy, so go check those out at christianamericantees.com. So, on the topic of religion and science, or Christianity and science, let's just keep it simple, keep it to us, um, there's, a, there, there's been a seemingly endless debate on whether these two things can coexist. and it seems that both sides of the argument, the, the leaders on both sides of the argument, uh, portray this idea that if if you have science, then you cannot have Christianity. And if you believe in Christianity, then you cannot believe in science. And and that cannot be further from the truth. And I, I'll give you, and I wanna give you a few examples this morning as you get on your way and something to think about. Um, and, and, and first, before that, I I would also like to to change the argument because the argument is not the opposition of Christianity to science and science to Christianity. Uh, That is not the argument. If if that is how the argument is framed, if, if that is how the discussion is framed, then both sides uh, are going to essentially win their own arguments because um, they're arguing two different aspects uh, rather than the same topic. Uh, and, and that's why it seems like there's an endless debate and it seems like both, both sides uh, know what they're talking about. Uh, and, it, and it's mainly because both, both sides do know what they're talking about. And on the science side of things, Science is a quest to discover how something happens. How did uh, the Earth uh, form? How did uh, people become people? How do? Uh, how did we? Uh, how, how do we think differently than we thought previously? How did the size of our brains grow from, you know, a certain size to a larger size? How do, uh, how do, did people, uh, in general, become bigger and stronger than they than they were a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, and through scientific uh, means and nutrition and, and things like that? Those are those are hard science uh, uh, issues. Along with that, the soft science issues of uh, sociology and psychology uh, tr- are scientific ways to understand individuals' thoughts and individual thought patterns and uh, patterns within society uh, that that repeat and replicate over over time, over and over again. Okay, the, it's a it's a discovery and a quest to discover how something uh, happened. And Christianity, on the other hand, uh, is not necessarily a question of how something happened. It's not a quest of how something happened. It's the, the, the more important aspect. It's why something happened. Why and what is the meaning behind that happening that matters so much? Um, and there, uh, in, in a sense, is where the debate falls apart. Um, but if you refuse to, to see the difference, then it's really where the debate heats up. Uh, because you hit an impasse. Because science attempts to explain wh- uh, how and christianity explains to you why um, science for instance if you're talking about love right science uh, can't explain your love for something or someone um, we, they just haven't got there yet right but in the process of trying to decipher uh and, and explain how humans gained consciousness, how humans uh, have the capacity for love and affection, and uh, uh, and and similar and uh, uh, opposite to that, hatred or division or, or these feelings, science has not yet been able to explain how these things happened over time. Christianity doesn't worry about how those things happen. It's that it, we're not in the business of explaining how we've come to where we're, where we're at. Rather, uh, Christianity is in, in, the, in, the, in the business of explaining why you have these feelings and why it's important. Uh, and if we're staying on the same topic, Christianity explains why love is something that should be cherished, that why a person should love and love your neighbor in order to get along with him, in order to live in uh, communion with him, in order to to build a society of others who also take on that example of love and loving one another, Um, and it creates a and 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 here's the why, right? The uh, um and the reason you want to do that uh, is because it creates an environment in which people can live together in peace and harmony. That we can live together and worship and praise, and that will better your community. It will better your your uh, uh, society. It will, it will better your country to have a. A society and a group of people that love one another and can 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 uh, and, and can get along with one another rather than hating them and dividing them and and eventually going to war with them because that's where hate and division eventually lead they eventually lead to war and Christianity is not interested in war we're interested in peace and we're interested in love and uh, and I think that small example is a part of a larger example if you go through the biblical stories and and, and not so much concentrate on the how of these things happening. Because uh, and, and we can explain some of them, we can explain some, Christianity can explain, common sense can explain some of these stories but the most important aspect of them is the why what is the meaning behind the story uh, that in particular that you're looking at and it's it's a it's a crucial distinction um, between the two and and, and and the inability to make that distinct uh, distinction only leads to arguments and divisions uh, that are Quite frankly not needed and unnecessary okay so let's take for instance prophecy right the the Old Testament is is full of uh, prophets and prophecy and the idea that God speaks to us that God intervenes for us or or against us if we do uh, if we don't do his will if we ignore his advice if we ignore his command that he intervenes against us um a a true hard scientist would would doubt that there is a god who speaks to people because he it's hard to comprehend there there isn't sufficient scientific evidence that can prove an an external factor an external being is able to communicate with humans and causes skepticism right um however what we cuz he's trying to figure out the how he's trying to figure out the how however Ideas, um, emotions, dreams, are all real things. We know this. Scientists know this. We all know that we have a consciousness. We have the ability to think. We have emotions. We have the ability to feel things. We have the ability to feel things that are not physically there. If you hear a certain song, if you hear the pitch of someone's voice, if you're in a concert or a, uh, or a, 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 a musical or a symphony, it doesn't even have to be words, it can just be the sound, it sparks a reaction in you, both in your heart and in your mind, that gives you feeling that you did not have previously. No one knows at this point in time why those why those things exist, how that happens. Now, there's a scientist uh, walking the earth today can explain these things. They can't explain your dreams to you. You're, the visions that you have when you close your eyes and you lay down to rest. You could be very easily in a different mental state at that point in which ideas come to you. Now, and I, I tried to keep that as, as vanilla as I could when I said, ideas come to you, because that's how a, a hard scientist would look at it. Um, however, I could very easily say, and rightfully so in my opinion, that that is when God speaks to you. God can speak to you in a myriad of ways and give you ideas that you didn't have previously that can reach you through music, can reach you through visions, that can reach you through dreams, that can reach you in a variety of different ways. When when, when you're three-year-old or you're six-year-old, comes to you and says something that you would have never thought a 6-year-old could do or could say or could even think can spark a reaction in you that you see God's love you see God's vision you see God's creation at that point so if you if i take this back to the old testament prophets and where they clearly lay out God spoke to me or God spoke to Samuel or God spoke to David or God spoke to uh, Jeremiah or Isaiah or any of the prophets or to Daniel as he meditated on the king Nebuchadnezzar's dream in order to explain to him what his dream was and what it meant these things are not, um, they're not magic, they're not some sort of mysticism that the Bible put in there, that that, that the, the authors of the biblical books put in there. These are, this is how God speaks to them in their time. We may, in 2019, look past dreams or thoughts or interactions with one another, because if God is not at the forefront of our minds, then we don't recognize him uh, when we see him. So it's important as you move about your day, as you think about uh, uh, who you interact with each and every day, how you can see God in everything. Everything. You can see God in your children. You can see God uh, in in the in the physical and natural world. You can see God in the open sky, in the clouds, in the birds, in the in in the trees, and the plants, and the animals. You in in the interaction of all of these things simultaneously at once. You can see God's hand in that, and the conversations that you have with others. Pretend. You don't have to pretend. Understand that the message that you are receiving from that other person could be God's message. It's God's hands. It's God's words that he has given to you. That he is giving to you at that moment, at that time to give you ideas to then turn around and give the next person your your ideas, quote unquote your ideas, but they're not they're not really yours, they're his. This is his plan. And when you listen to the things that God is putting in front of you, if you listen to the warn if you see the warning signs, if you see what is right, if you listen and you read the word of God, if you pick up the Bible and you listen. To what is being said, not how things have happened. Don't don't concern your yourself with how the earth was created. How was Jonah in the belly of the whale? How did God speak to Daniel? How did Daniel get out of the uh, uh, get out of the lion's den? How did uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? How did they not get burned in fire? How did uh, Moses uh, see a, a bush on fire but was wasn't consumed by that fire you, you're mi- if you're looking for the how you're missing the point the real point is why that's where Christianity uh, thrives that's where religion, is is uh, gains supremacy. It's why did God save Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Why did Daniel not get eaten by the lion? Why did Jonah end up in the belly of the whale? Why did uh, Moses uh, see the burning bush and and and, and listen? To, to what it said. Listen to what God's words were at those crucial points in time. Um, and if you look at these things and you understand that, the, that Christianity is telling you uh, why it's important to do these things, and then think about the importance of them. Think about the importance of them. If you do what God asks you to do, you succeed, maybe not in this life, but maybe in this life, but for sure in the next. If you do what God asks you to do, you'll make things better for yourself. You'll make things better for others. You'll make things better for the next generation. You'll make things better for all of those around you. If you listen to what God is telling you, and He's telling you, through dreams, through interactions, through thoughts and ideas. This is how God passes on his message to you. And it doesn't conflict with the scientific, quote unquote, scientific uh, community, because they understand that these things exist dreams exist. Ideas exist. Consciousness exists. And they can't explain it. And what I believe is that eventually, um, like so many physical uh, lessons that Christianity and the Bible has taught us, science has eventually caught up to, so will the mental Word and God's ideas, science will also eventually catch up uh, to what we already know as Christian Americans. And I I say that, and I've mentioned a few things before. And and, and one of the things that I've mentioned before is is fasting, right? So um, the Bible, multiple times, uh, explicitly. Points out the need for fasting, the requirement of religious fasting, and when you need things, or when you're in, in times of struggle, then you you should fast for uh, you know, fast as a way to sacrifice and please God, because it's good for you, it's good for your good for your spirit, it's good for your mind, it's good for your uh, body. And they've known that for thousands and thousands of years since the since the books were created and even before then and it was just when it was just stories being passed on by word of mouth. They understand that fasting is a good thing. And it's only been in the last two years or so where science has caught up to the Bible on this small aspect. Because it's it's a small aspect in our society, but it's a pretty large aspect. Christian society in the Judeo-Christian history of fasting for uh, for for purity to expand your uh, expand your senses expand and and grow, gain a closer relationship with God through uh, through restriction. Also, you could think of delayed gratification. Uh, we're more familiar with that term, but that term can also be applied to fasting and what science, the art science in this case now shows is that um, fasting has many nutritional benefits, they have, it has many psychological benefits, it has many uh, neurological benefits, it helps your body recover. It helps you become more healthy because your your body is not constantly uh, focused on digesting meals that you've already eaten. So if you're eating constantly throughout the day and you you don't give your body a chance to uh, essentially do other work, um, your body is constantly digesting your meals, and it and it hinders growth elsewhere Um, so by fasting you know periodic fasting you allow your body what science says is that your body then can stop digesting food all day and it's an extended period of time where you can your body can recover in other areas and it can heal in other areas and it promotes stimulation in other areas mainly the brain so when you look back towards the biblical stories and you understand that when people went out to the desert to and, and fasted and restricted their, their nutrition, they restricted their food intake, that that is the point in which usually God spoke to them. They could see the messages that were laid out in front of them, they could see the ideas that God had waiting for them. It stimulated their mind and it stimulated their bodies in order to do things that they previously thought weren't they weren't capable of. Uh, for instance, if you looked back at Daniel and the, the very beginning of the book of Daniel, Daniel and his uh, and his friends. Uh, who eventually became, uh, got renamed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right, they, the, the king of the Babylonians, Nebuchadnezzar, wanted uh, all people to or to eat a, a diet that they set, and Daniel and his friends would not do that, and uh, the king's servant said, if you don't eat like the king wants you to eat, you're gonna grow weak, and I'm going to be killed for not feeding you like he said to feed you. And what Daniel said is that we're gonna if you if you uh, if you allow us to stick to our diet, to what God t- tells us to eat, come back and check on us afterwards. Watch us for a week, and we will be stronger. Our skin will be brighter. We will be in better shape than the rest of uh, of the people in the king's court. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened because they had a they had a they fasted. They had a stricter diet. Uh, they didn't eat the junk that you know uh, the the uh, the Babylonians were eating and. The and and Daniel and his friends were at that point stronger and more healthier and more fit than than the Babylonians, right? Exactly as he predicted, um, because that is what the, the law that God laid out for them and what science eventually shows, right? So at that point, that's empirical data. That's, that is empirical data that shows that, okay, if, if if these two controlled groups did these things, one is healthier than the other. And the one that is healthier than the other, God specifically guided and told, this is what you eat. That's science. That's science. The science eventually will tell you why, or excuse me, how, how they were... Uh, uh, able to be more fit and better nourished, right? If you if you scientifically broke down the the fruits and the vegetables that Daniel and his friends ate, as opposed to everything else, you would see the health benefits. But your but Christianity and Judeo Christian uh, 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 understanding of the Bible and of this story in particular means uh, it, it explains why. Why was it important that they stick to their diet? Because God said so. And God, in following His Word, uh, doesn't lead you down a path of destruction. Following His Word leads you towards a path of righteousness, the right way to do things. And failure to do these things causes calamity. It causes calamity. We can talk about the flood nearly every religion has a flood story and 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 matter of fact anybody that was uh, uh of age in 2005 2006 uh, when hurricane katrina hit the united states or any path it doesn't have to be katrina it could be at any uh any any grave natural disaster uh, within our country you have you have God's rules of how to live and how to be within a society and and, and why it's important it's important to love one another and to do the right things and to be selfless in your service To be moral and to listen to God's Word and do His will and focus on the community and charity within your society. And if you do that, things will be as God wishes them to be. But failure to do that brings calamity. There's the why. This is why you live right, because you'll, because you'll live together in peace and harmony, you'll do the right things, you'll uh, elect the right leaders, and good things will happen. That's why. But if you don't, bad things will happen. Well, now let's get into the scientific, let's get into the science as to how bad things happen. If you refuse to be a moral person, if you don't live by God's command, and then you will in turn raise others and influence others in your community not to listen to God's word. And the community as a whole will be less morally uh, uh, astute. They will be more immoral. And more immoral people will elect Immoral leaders, leaders that are not focused on selfless service, leaders that are not focused on doing the right thing, leaders that are not focused on the betterment of humanity or the betterment of society, instead you will elect people or you will put people in charge that are also immoral, that are selfish, that are greedy, that are lustful, that are gluttonous, that are proud uh, to their detriment and then to all of our detriments. And what do you mean, what what do I mean when I say to all of our detriments? Well, those leaders who are immoral and all those things I just mentioned will not do the things that they are supposed to do. They will take money for themselves. They will enrich their friends. They will make um, accommodations for those and uh, people that give back to them for their for their own good, rather than our own good. And in this process, the structures, the organizational structures that they manage, will crumble. They will continuously crumble because they will be neglected, because those leaders are not uh, interested in the betterment of society, they're only interested in the betterment of themselves. So with a crumbling organizational infrastructure around them, dedicated or uh, and built on immorality and corruption against God's Word, calamity is naturally going to happen. It's naturally going to happen. So if you want to talk about Katrina Uh, Hurricane Katrina, because of the failed, selfish policies, uh, uh, and and leaders allowed, this many years, allowed the organizational infrastructure to not be attended, that when calamity struck, it killed many, many people, it damaged many, many things, and it cost many, many lives. That is how that system worked. That is how it worked. There's science. Science explained how that calamity happened. In California and the wildfires, when you elect people who are immoral and do not have the best interests of the people in mind, the proper precautions in forestry don't happen. They don't they don't they don't take place. The proper uh, precautions and funding mechanisms and people uh, to uh, prevent fire doesn't take place. And so what happens then is that a disaster approaches and calamity ensues. And uh, once again, many people are injured many uh, uh, lives are lost and lots of property and, and things are damaged. That is how. That is scientifically how it happened. But Christianity says, that your loss of faith in God, your lack of uh Doing His will, your turning away from from God led to that calamity, led to that flood, led to those fires, because it explains why. Why it's important, and that's an an important distinction uh, that you guys hopefully take away from this podcast. I know we ran a, a little bit longer than usual, but it it's an it's extremely important. I think, uh, in order for us as Christian Americans, as adults, to, to gain back the ears of our youth, the ears of our children, the ears of our brothers and sisters, we're going to have to have a sort of uh, intellectual argument or discussion, we're going to have to have a common sense, uh, science, uh, maybe not science driven, but a some sort of scientific empirical discussion as to what it means uh, when we speak about God and His will. and and His Word. And when we read the Bible, because it always goes back to the Bible, when we read the Bible, understand that that it is explaining why it's important to listen to God, why it's important to do His will, why it's important to live right and to love and to follow the commandments and to follow his word. When he tells you to go to uh, Nineveh and deliver a message, you don't get to choose where you want to go because you will end up in the belly of a whale. You will be in the belly of a beast. You will be not in the place in which you want to be. While science is catches up to those lessons and science will eventually be able to explain how these things came to pass how they came not why but how they came to pass and uh, in that discussion hopefully on a larger scale we're able to win back our youth we're able to uh, win back uh, some sort of, of uh, discussion. We we'll, oh, 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 hopefully can win that conversation to make the non-believers, the unbelievers, those that are on the fence, the used to the, the people that used to be in the church that have strayed from it. Maybe we can win them back. We can win them back uh, because they're they're listening to. Uh, to quote-unquote intellectuals they in, they're, they're, they're listening to their teachers or their professors or their uh, or, or somebody on television or some kind of show that teaches them about how things happen and how it can't be God when Christianity teaches you why things happen and that eventually the science will teach you or explain how God's involvement, you know, made these things occur. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for sticking with me this podcast. Again, uh, we just went to, uh, we we just became audio uh, centric. So those of you that are watching this video, we appreciate it. The video will be on YouTube. The video will be on Facebook uh, and you'll be able to, to see this in its entirety if you are on the go and you are looking uh, for some motivation, some thought-provoking discussion and dialogue while you move throughout the day, um, you can go to Anchor, uh, the uh, podcast app, and search for "Good Morning Christian America." And if you and you will see a an app uh, or a, a a title and a picture. Uh, it says, Good Morning Christian America, like that, put that into your favorites, and then that way you uh, can stay up to speed uh, on the Good Morning Christian American podcast, which is this, and we try to come to you three, four, maybe five times a week, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for sure, uh, we do periodic Sunday conversations, hopefully in the near future, I have another uh, Sunday conversation with a Christian American uh, organization that is trying to uh, grow the faith, uh, similar, uh, similar to many of us uh, smaller Christian American organizations that are reaching out to their community, to their, to their friends, and looking for fellowship and looking for uh, a path to put our youth and our. And our friends and our family on God's path, and so uh, hopefully I, I have a, a new Sunday Christian American conversation coming uh, to you soon. But even if I, even if that doesn't pan out as I hope, um, you can uh, listen uh, to our audio podcast uh, if you go to Anchor and look for good the Good Morning Christian America podcast. You will find it, and then as always. On uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can see uh, different videos and stuff that we've done live that isn't going to be on the podcast, the the March for Life videos that we put out uh, a while back, the Rally for Life here in Northern Virginia after the atrocities of uh, videos that have surfaced where uh, these politicians have essentially... Uh, supported infanticide, and we rallied against that. That was a that was a live video, and uh, you can see that on Facebook as well. Subscri- uh, like the Facebook page. If you like our Facebook page, you will get all of our content uh, as it comes out. Uh, daily inspirational messages. Uh, up to you will be up to speed on Christian American news and headlines that are coming out that uh, involve. Uh, Christian Americans uh, a, a, across this country, and some of the the hot button issues that are that are taking uh, that, that are important, and things that are taking place that affect us, uh, from pro life to pro family values to pro marriage to uh, the pro family unit. Um, so you get a, a pretty large uh, amount of uh, Christian American content. Um, but again, if you got to go on the road, uh, please uh, check us out on the Anchor uh, on the Anch- Anchor pod, uh, uh, podcast app. Uh, Good morning, Christian America. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. As always, you can still go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up a uh, some Christian American apparel, stand out from the crowd, be the light of the world as Jesus said, uh, that draws people to him uh, by the deeds that you do. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great and wonderful day. Uh, We will see you again in the future. God bless. Stay blessed. Stay lit. Stay on fire for Christ. Uh, Wear the armor of God, as as Paul says. Fight the good fight, as Paul says. And with that, um, you guys have a blessed day.